Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Washington, D.C. Acknowledge me. Chris Russell on the Team 980. I'm not trying to be a jerk. All right, we are off and running, and much to Matt Essig's chagrin. I was in the building. I was in the house. And unlike the commanders, I actually showed up on time. It was a close call there for a second. It was a close call. Show starts at 102. I was in my seat at 100 or 100 and change. Not 100. That's the way it looks. One o'clock and change is what he wanted to say. Unlike the commanders who routinely show up way late. And boy, did they show up late once again. Yesterday. Good afternoon, everybody. Nice to have you with us on a miserable Monday in the nation's capital and beyond. It is bright sunshine. It is fall. It is crisp. Traffic was abysmal. Nobody knows how to drive. And yet, somehow, some way, as bad as that was, it was better than the Washington Commanders yesterday. 14-7, the final score. As you know by now, 3-4 and four on the year. And none of it really matters. We can sit here and do the politically correct thing and act like this is only game seven. And we still have 10 left. We can sit here and say like Ron Rivera did yesterday in front of my very own eyes. It was a tale of two halves. And to some degree, to some degree, he was correct. They didn't allow a point in the second half. They scored their only seven points in the first half. They drove the ball several times up and down the field. But this just in, breaking news. They scored the seven. Simply because of a muffed punt. Good special teams. I got it. I understand. Right place, right opportunity. Uh, Who was it that pounced on that? Deami Brown, I think it was. Got it. They scored their seven points because of that early in the third quarter. And that was it. The entire day. That was it. They came close. Close. But no cigar. 
close only counts as they used to say. I don't know if they still say it because I'm really old. In horseshoes and hand grenades. Close, but not good enough. Close is good. Not good enough when you have to beat an opponent that already has twice the amount of points that you have or one more score. So close gets me a big splat, a big, rotten, stinky, disgusting smelling, bad catalytic converter smelling, awful, wretched, rotten egg. That's what close gets me. Now, you guys might want to sit here and fire the head coach, fire the defensive coordinator, fire the offensive coordinator, who you all loved just a couple of weeks ago. Fire everyone but Santa Claus. Again, I'm going to tell you that I'm not going to advocate for Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, Eric Bieniemy, or anyone else to lose their job. Marty, the Marty party. I'm not going to advocate for that. I'm sorry, if you want that, that this is the wrong radio show for you. That being said, you can advocate all you want for it because I understand. I understand that that is the spirit of this fan base. That is how angry you are. That is how frustrated you are. And you have every right to be that. Because this is not just seven games. This is not just a bad loss yesterday at MetLife Stadium. This is not just four out of five losses. This is, Kevin said for him, it was like 34, 35 years of frustration. Jonathan Allen's all pissed off because it's been seven years of collecting monstrous paychecks. Doing a pretty good job. A couple of Pro Bowl honors. Getting a lot of lavish praise. But it's been seven years of losing and frustration. For me, it's been 14 years of covering this show on a daily basis. Whether in person every day, or on the radio every day, or in some way, shape, or form every day. 14 years. Double the amount of time that John and Allen has been losing and frustrated. And let me tell you something, boys. You know what's not double? You know what's not double? The amount of paycheck that he gets compared to me. It's more like times how many million? Okay. So, and I know many more of you, I'm not trying to make this about me, I know many more of you have suffered and paid thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of your own personal fortune, your own veritable wealth, to support this team, to make the pilgrimage, to make road trips, to be at FedEx Field every Sunday, Thursday, Monday, 
every disaster, every disappointment, every year, it's the same crap over and over and over and over again. It's barely, it's barely beyond mediocre. If it's even mediocre. And some years, clearly, it hasn't been. And some years, it has been. And the bottom line is this. John Allen can say whatever the hell he wants. And this is not pick on John Allen. He has a right to be frustrated. For seven years, he's used to not losing. Went to Alabama. They don't lose. He has a right to be upset. He has a right to drop F-bomb after F-bomb after F-bomb. I want, I'm tired of it. I want to know what you're going to do about it. I, I, I've heard the same, well, what are you going to do about it? After a John Allen fiery, passionate speech, and he just says, well, we're going to get back to work and get back to work on Wednesday. How about being in the building for 20 hours a day on Monday and Tuesday trying to figure this out? Guarantee you there's no player that's doing that. Guarantee you. They're all coming in to get their danishes and their muffins along with their rehab. The pay was already given out on Friday. They're coming in to get their foofy mocha lattas and their smoothies. And everything's great. Their massages. Going out for a nice dinner tonight because the boys have the day off. While we're all stuck cleaning up the wreckage, the carnage, the mess on Isle Commander. And when we're done with that, we go back to Isle Washington football team. And we clean that mess up. And then when we're done with that, we go back to Isle Red, Sk, and Z. And clean up those three aisles of damage. And then we get to go home after we punch the clock and make $15 an hour. While every damn one of those players is making hundreds of thousands, if not millions on top of millions and millions and getting no blame. Nobody's mad at John Allen. Nobody's mad at Sam Howell. Nobody's really mad at, I don't know, Sadiq Charles or Nick Gates. I mean, I posted a video of Andrew Wiley in the in the postgame locker room saying he was tired of seeing 14's jersey on the floor or whatever. And I got 150 or so comments, and every last one of you were mad at Andrew Wiley. Okay, but most of you are mad at Jack, mad at Eric Bieniemy, mad as hell at Ron Rivera. And you know what? You have a right to be. You have a right to be. But you know what? Why don't you spread some of that blame 
beyond just one player. Wiley in this case. Why don't you care a little bit more about this vaunted defensive line, which make plays? Do they ever control a game like the New York Giants defensive line did yesterday? Ever? Ever? For an entire game? You want to give me a series or two? Okay, fine. Arizona, Denver earlier in the year. You want to give me a series or two? You want to give me a play or two? Fine. Chase Young was good yesterday. I pointed it out continuously from MetLife Stadium. Had two sacks, had a tackle for loss on uh, Tyrod Taylor on a run, had a sack slash pressure negated because of a holding penalty on an inside move, had a half a sack taken away because of a penalty on illegal contact. Chase Young was good yesterday. Everyone else, everyone else on defense was blah. Everyone else. And that includes Deron Payne, who forced a Saquon Barkley fumble late inside the five-yard line. That includes Montez Sweat, who had a sack. Not enough impact. Not enough impact. That includes a secondary, which allowed seven plays of 20 or more. That includes just about everybody, outside of perhaps Terry McLaurin. Who, by the way, didn't get a single catch in the first half because he had one target. One target in the first half. After halftime, great. Hey, everybody, we woke up and realized, you know, maybe we ought to throw the ball to that guy. So, yeah, Terry McLaurin finished with six catches on nine targets for 90 yards. And that meant eight targets, six catches, 90 yards, all coming in the second half. But even when Terry McLaurin was really good on that one drive where he caught a 27-yarder up the sideline, got absolutely popped by Xavier McKinney for 15 more, and then caught another pass deep down the opposite sideline, and you thought, oh my goodness, they tied this game. Nope. Called it back. The touchdown initially ruled because he was touched on the helmet. Nothing he did wrong. And then what happened? Still... With Terry McLaurin still having over 60 yards on the drive attributed to him. Your best player still. The commanders walked away with a big, fat zero. Nothing. You know why? Because old reliable Joey Sly. What's the excuse this time? Well, it was blocked. Well, it was bad snap. Well, it was too windy out. Well, it was too sunny out. Well, it was this. Well, it was that. And there it was, boys and girls. A 14-7 deficit that lived and lived again and never changed. Why? Because John 
some people are calling him Dropson, dropped a pass that maybe not the easiest catch in the world, but you got to make it in that spot at the one-yard line on fourth and goal with the game on the line. You've got to make it, especially when you're a former first-round pick who's having a terrible year. There's no other way to say it. You've got to make it. And here we are at three and four. And we all had to hear after the game, tale of two halves. Guys, we got it together in the second half. What are you all talking about? I was pleased with what I saw. We moved the football. We played much better. We protected much better. What took you so long? What? What took you so long? It took longer for the commanders to figure out what the New York Giants were doing on offense and defense than it did for me to park at MetLife Stadium, which it took an hour and 10 minutes for me to park at MetLife Stadium. By the way, screw you, MetLife Stadium and the New Jersey Meadowlands. You suck. And I never want to hear anything about FedEx Field again. That's right. Let's play the game of what took longer, the commanders to show up and show a pulse or the rooster to park his car at MetLife Stadium. Let's play the game sweeping the nation. Come on down, boys and girls, children of all ages. Wink Martindale's here. Oh, yeah, that's right, Wink Martindale. Ah, I'm just going to blitz here, blitz there, blitz here, blitz there. I'm going to blitz 50-plus percent of the time. They're clueless. They have no idea. They're just going to leave five in, drop seven steps back, eight steps back, nine steps back, ten steps back, 12 steps back, and not adjust. Let's play the game sweeping the nation. Who is going to show up later? The Washington Commanders or Chris Russell, who's simply trying to do his job? <clears throat> That's the Ace Law listener lines. If you're in a wreck, Ace Law will help you get a check. Speaking of being in a wreck, every time for the most part, that I've got to watch the Commanders, certainly in person. Bills blow out. Bears blow out. Giants lost yesterday. Pretty much every time, they're a wreck. Maybe Ace Law can help them get a check, too. Oh, wait a second. They have no problems getting their checks. No problem. Check always clears. Check is always waiting. Check's always on time. No problem there. But maybe one of these days, they'll be in a wreck that they can't figure out. Oh, wait a second. That happens every freaking week. Let's wait until halftime. Let's everybody get some oranges and some apples before we figure out how to max protect. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty one twenty one on the team nine eighty. I'm uh, obviously I'm I'm furious 
Because there's no other reaction that you can be. If you care one iota, if you care one bit, you know where this venom is coming from. You know that it is exhausting to have to deal with this week in, week out. Week in, week out. Thank you for accusing me of losing my mind. That already happened? Sure. Sure. Pile on, boys and girls. 122, your call's coming straight up on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Frustrating when that doesn't tired of tired of this bull been seven years of the same tired What can you do now going forward to get it turned around? Get our minds right and get ready to play for Philadelphia. Take a good look at my face. And tell me I'm a disgrace. <laughs> Sometimes I'm so funny that I make myself choke. All right, that's uh, Jonathan Allen last night with J.P. Finley. Um, I wasn't there for that. Uh, I was talking to the rest of the crew. So I, I can't tell you how authentic it was in person. I've seen the video a million times. Uh, Jonathan Allen is authentic. He's not the problem. But he's also, quite honestly, not enough of the solution. And neither is Montez Sweat, neither is Deron Payne, and neither is Jamin Davis, and neither is Nick Gates, and neither is Andrew Wiley, and neither is Charles Leno, and neither is Sam Howell, and neither is Eric Bieniemy, and we can and Kendall Fuller, and Joey Sly, and Tress Way, and we can go down the entire roster. There just isn't enough solutions or answers. And you can fire the coaches all you want until the players wake up and smell the coffee, until the players decide to take their jobs as seriously as you take these games, as I take these games, until the players decide enough's enough. The bleeding will not stop. Right out to the calls we go. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Let's get to Bones. First up in Southeast in the leadoff spot. Bonesy. Hey, Chris Russell, the rooster. What up, Bones? Shout out to my main man, Matt. Thanks for taking my call, guys. I've been listening to this radio, you know, to this, this sportscast, man, all morning. You know, I heard a lot of things, right? But you know, what I what I think we need in the what needs to be done, man, 
they need to send an investigative squad out there to Ashburn, you know, the FBI or something, man. There needs to be an investigation out there at Ashburn because I don't know what's going on out there, but it's obviously, man, that they are not being coached up or they are not practicing or they're not in training or something. What's going on out there in Ashburn? Well, you could try and bring back the DEA. They've already made a couple of appearances there. Yeah, exactly my point. And then you look at this offensive line, right, because I was looking at the offensive line yesterday, looking at Gates and them, man. You know, they are very undersized, man. We got an undersized offensive line, and we pretty much got an undersized defensive line, man, because they are being manhandled on both sides of the ball. You know, so, man, uh, you know, uh, it goes back, man, to, you know, how these, these players are being picked how they've been evaluated, how they've been scouted, you know what I mean? You know, and the coaching staff, man, why are you dropping this quarterback back five, seven steps, man, and you don't have – and you can't protect him? You know, he should not be dropping back five and seven steps. Man, he should be dropping back no more than two or three and making a quick pass, you know what I'm saying? You know, a dink and dunk, right, you know – three yards here, four yards there, but you keep dropping them back five and six steps, and I'm saying you don't correct it on the third sack. You wait till this man gets sacked seven times, then you want to make the correction, and I don't understand that part. You know, then you don't roll the man out the pocket until the second half. All first half, you got him dropping back in the pocket, getting banged up, you know what I mean, and you don't make the adjustment till the second half. And by that time, you know, it's literally too late. We're behind 14 points. You know, the adjustments are not being made on time, man. And I'm saying, yeah, you know, everybody going to holler, fire Jack, fire Ron. No, nah, you know what? We need to go ahead on and take this ass whooping the rest of this football season. And at the end of the football season, man, you know, during the off season, that's when we start need to clean house up and start making the corrections, man. You know, so right now I'm willing to go through the rest of this season and take this ass whooping, man, so that we can get all of it out right now. You understand? Because at the end of the season, you know what I mean? The results. They cannot dispute the results, man. Yep. I appreciate we do you, folks. Have a winning record. Uh, listen, listen. Everything is broken. There's nothing that's there's nothing that's not broken in some way, shape, or form. Everything, everything is dinged, if not broken, scratched, not buffed. Everything across the board. There isn't one thing that's good enough. Not one thing that's good enough. 301-230-0980. More of your calls coming up in just a sec. Right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. All right, we begin with um, sad news here locally. Georgetown women's men, uh, women's basketball coach Tasha Butts has passed away after battling breast cancer for the last two years, according uh, to the athletic department, she was just 41 years old. She was diagnosed with advanced stage breast cancer in 2021 and stepped aside from her position. 
uh, at Georgetown just last month. So we send, of course, our condolences and our thoughts uh, to the family and friends of Tasha Butts and the Georgetown family uh, as she lost her battle at just 41 years old after valiantly fighting advanced uh, stage breast cancer. Meanwhile, uh, not easy to bounce back from that. Uh, Monday night football tonight. It's the 49ers visiting Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. No Justin Jefferson, probably no Trent Williams, but it looks like Christian McCaffrey will be able to play, according to ESPN, for the 49ers against the Vikings. Also, Debo Samuel, of course, out already for this game. And that's what's trending. All right, right back to your calls, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980 on a misery Monday of epic proportions. Second awful, really embarrassing loss out of the last three. I mean, listen, 14-7 is not embarrassing, humiliating, like losing by 20 to a team that hadn't won in a year, a full year, at home, on national video. The only difference is, is that team was actually more talented than the team that you just lost 14-7 to to. And this was with a full week of rest and preparation. And you were completely healthy. And it was a divisional game. You tell me which one was worse. Back to the phones we go. 301-230-0980. Let's get to Eddie in Centerville. What up, Eddie? How are you? Hey, how's it going? Eddie? Um, to answer your question, yeah. Yep. Sorry. I got you. Can you hear me? Yep. No, I was okay. just I was um, acknowledging you. Sorry. I, I have a uh, tendency uh, to do that where I'm like Eddie instead of uh, you know, like that, and then people think that I can't hear them. My bad. I gotta be I gotta get better at that. Oh, you're good, brother. Um, so uh this was to me was the worst game. Um I I like I said with the Bears, I would just give a pass because it was three days, you know, off. So I'll give that one a pass, even if it was at home and even if I was there. But this last last Sunday was 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 the or yesterday was the worst one, but um, I my only good thing about yesterday is that I mean I'm not blaming Sam Howell as much as everybody else is. I'm blaming the old line. The old line there, you got about what a good twenty years altogether. You got Sam Howell who's been there what eight games. So you got Nick Gage who's been in the league for five years. You got Leno who's been in the, in, in the game for a couple. Uh, what was it? Didn't the uh, didn't the Bears draft him? Like in twenty four. They did in twenty fourteen. He hasn't. Right. He, last week was the first game he's missed since his rookie season, and that was because of the on the unfortunate death of his daughter. Right, but I believe he played. He didn't play against the Falcons, but he played yesterday, right? Yeah, he did play yesterday. Right. Now I'm right. saying last week against the Falcons. Oh, right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then and then you got Wiley, who's been in the league for about five years. Yeah. So you got you got linemen there that have a young quarterback and they refuse to help him on the field. I don't see no line. I don't see Nick Gates pulling nobody. I don't see Nick Gates telling, telling nobody talking to the old line. I don't see, I don't see Wiley, you know, doing anything. They're just getting beat. 
and they're putting their head down, and they're picking up Sam Howell, and they're going at it again like nothing. Well, let, let me let me let me let me ask you this about the offensive line because they were sacked five times in the first half, a team that had five sacks all year. Now they did have a lot more pressures, and I think they were second or maybe even number one in the NFL coming in in pressures or quarterback hits or or one of them. But they only had five sacks, right? So they allowed five sacks in the first half. And then they immediately allowed a sixth sack early in the first minute, minute and a half of the third quarter, and then an intentional grounding in the mid-third quarter, Okay, which is essentially a sack. But they made adjustments at halftime, right? We talk all the time about halftime adjustments, which are generally made as the game goes along, not literally at halftime, but whatever. My question Mm -hmm. to you is, what happened in the second half? Because Wink Martindale was still aggressive. He was still coming. Oh, they ran. He was still they coming. The they moved they moved the pocket. All right. They, they the well you well can, that, you can't do that. You can't that, do that and they also team. kept extra guys in. So is it all on the offensive line? I I mean I would say they had no, probably no, no, no. their worst saying. day, but I would also say Eric Bienemy and the offensive staff did absolutely nothing to help them in the first half. That's cool. Against the Bills, the same thing happened. Against the Bills, all I saw was Nick Gates in the backfield. Against last night against Lawrence, all I saw him was backfield. I don't think. Remember the interception he threw? Yeah. Go back to the interception yeah. he threw. If Sam Howe could step up just an inch, that's all he needed was to step up, and 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 that ball would have been there. But he can't because Nick Gates is right there with him. Well, here's the, here's a question. Gates, <laughs> here's the question yeah. also, Eddie. Should Nick Gates be asked to snap the ball? Be the the Cerebral assassin, if you will, of the offensive line, and handled handled Dexter Lawrence clean for fifty dropbacks a game. No, no, right. he needs. Yeah, no, no, he needs help. But dude, that play specifically, I don't think he helped him for even half a second. He was going back already off break. I know. So like, and I saw that against the Bills. I yeah, know. against the Bills, the same thing. I mean, so yeah, why are it's we blaming Sam Howell when he can't? He can't do it by himself. This is his eighth game in the in, in the league. This is his eighth game in the league, y'all. What do y'all like? And we saw what he did against the Eagles. We saw what he did against the Broncos in the second half. We saw that he game he he did pretty good against the Falcons. He had three touchdowns against them. I don't know. I don't understand why people can't give this man a year. When growing up, when I was 12, 13, 14 years old, I saw Peyton Manning get two, three years. I saw Tom yeah. Brady get three, four Here, years. Here's, here's the problem, though, Eddie. That now? Here's the problem, and I appreciate the passion, and, and you ask a lot of good questions, of course. Here's the problem. Everybody's willing to give Sam Howell more time. There are things that not to like about Sam Howell. There is a lot of things that, well, not a lot of things, but it's a, a lot of volume in one area. Everything outside of that makes you go, this guy's got the potential to be a good starter. As we discussed ad nauseum last week. Yesterday, without being able to watch the All-22, and with having a terrible angle from way up top and from the side, yesterday it felt like that was more on the offensive line, by and large, getting dominated, and a lack of adjustments by the offensive staff in the first half to a blitz-happy and very talented attack. I mean, again, remember, they have Leonard Williams, they have Kayvon Thibodeau, they have Dexter Lawrence. That is a very talented front for the New York Giants. 
And then you mix in, like, unlike with our talented front, where we don't blitz a lot or more than 25-ish percent of the time, that is a very talented front who then blitzes a lot. And yesterday, probably more than normal, but a lot. And listen, we're going to sit here and debate about Sam Howell all day long and all week long and all year long. And the answer, quite honestly, is it's inconclusive at this point. Nobody should be thinking that Sam Howell is not capable of being a starting quarterback. How good? That's the debate. Nobody should be thinking that Sam Howell has made it, has arrived. If you are on that side of the fence, you're wrong, just like we told you last week. There are going to be days where he is going to be largely responsible. There are going to be days where it feels like the offensive line is largely responsible. And maybe certainly the coaching staff, Biennemi, Terrell Wharton, whoever else is involved in that. Yesterday, it felt like the pecking order of who's to blame was the offensive line the lack of adjustments until the second half, and then Sam Howell, if he was even at number three. He was not good enough, but if he was even at number three. Did he even have a fair chance? That's what it felt like. Let's get to uh, Jamal in Northeast. What up, Jamal? How are you? What's going on, Chris? Hey, Jamal. How are you, man? Uh, I'm doing good, man. Um, I'm pretty. This team is pretty much with the head coach record as it is. We're we're a 500 average team. I mean, again, um, you made a good point when you opened up the show, Chris, about how this is not just about one game. It's not. We there's enough data. There's enough proof. The players have come and gone. Quarterbacks have come and gone. Under Ron, we're a 500 team. We will win seven to eight games like we have done since Ron has been here because that's what he is. He's an average coach at this point. The, 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 we're an average team, okay? I know we say we have four first-round picks and these guys, but they don't play. I look at Miles Garrett, and they don't look like that. Nobody. Like, no one on this team looks like Miles Garrett, okay? So we got to stop. Like, this team, is. we don't have those type of players. As much as we hear that they are, the play says otherwise. So, moving forward as a fan base, we have to understand that this team will find a way to win three to four, maybe five more games. And at the end of the year, when we go search for a new coach, hopefully we go get young, okay? Because if you look around the league, that's what's happening, okay? The young guys, the Mike McDaniels, the, the, the everybody, all, all the young guys, with the innovative theme of football, that's what you need, okay? Ron and Jack, y'all were good once upon a time. But now, it, I'm sorry, okay? Well, hell, we even seeing it in New England with the guy who's the greatest of all time. I know they won yesterday, but they're still 2-5. and five. And it looks like, and they haven't drafted well either in quite some time because, I mean, it just comes a time where the game passes you by. And Ron and Jack, I'm sorry. We don't, you made a great point about blitzing, Chris. We don't hardly ever do that, and that's amazing to me because when you look at the Giants, I, I don't I, I don't know what PSF numbers are, but just from my eye, I would say they blitzed at least 70% of the damn game yesterday. I, I mean, think it was like 55% of the time is the number okay. that I heard, but I, that that's okay, unofficial. There you go. 
Yeah. There you go. So, I mean, we, and us on the other hand, we never bring any pressure. We sit back and we literally do the same damn thing mm-hmm. every week, expecting something different to happen. It's crazy to me. It's idiotic. We threw our best player one target in the entire first yep. half of football. You yep. think that would ever happen to Justin Jefferson? It to should not. Lamb, no. To A.J. Brown. No, it would never happen to nobody else. And by the way, Jamal, it didn't, didn't happen against Philadelphia, and it didn't happen last week against Atlanta, but it happened against Chicago, and it happened against the New York Giants yesterday. And so, A, there's some synonymous things with that, number one. And number two, why does it happen in any game, at any point against any opponent, period? Don't know. Appreciate the phone call, Jamal. I like the passion, as always. All right, more calls coming up in just a flash. Hang in there, guys. We are brought to you by the Maryland Vehicle Theft Prevention Council. Maryland drivers, did you know a vehicle is stolen every 49 minutes? In the state of Maryland, the key to preventing theft is in your hands. Lock your car, take your key, use an anti-theft device, learn more about vehicle theft prevention at mdautotheft.org. I was just uh, perusing... X Twitter saw something that Chris uh, that Chris that Craig Hoffman put up. He says after rewatching the game or as he's rewatching the game, he doesn't feel Eric Bieniemy is as much to blame as he thought watching it live yesterday. And he said he'll have more at four. So naturally, stay tuned for that. Maybe we'll pick his brain later in the three o'clock hour a little bit. Jay Gruden coming up at two thirty. And Ron Rivera will address reporters in Ashburn at 3 o'clock. Right here on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. All right, it is a Motown Misery Monday here on the Team 980. Right back to your calls, 151. Let's do it with, uh, let's see here. I think uh, Kai in D.C. has been on hold the next longest. Kai, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing, I'm not doing so good, man. <laughs> We're just waiting for the season to be over because we lost to the Bears. Then we just lost to the Giants. But my point I'm trying to make is that the offensive line, Cornelius, Cornelius Lucas was the best left tackle last week against Atlanta. Didn't play no snaps last this week. I mean, yesterday. Um, Nick Gates continually, uh, continue, continuously get blown up every game. I'm pretty sure they watch film on this and they see this. So Ricky comes in and Charles was playing horrible. We've been playing horrible all year. The interior, if you heard. Uh, is top five and pressures allowed. So I don't see how is it Sam holding the ball if he don't have time to throw it. And then second, when Ricky came in, I'm sorry, when Ricky came in, he played wonderful. He played good. I don't see why Ricky don't get no playing time. Like, I don't understand what's going on with the coaching. And the only place the to put Ricky Stromberg right – hang on, Kai, the only place to put Ricky Stromberg right now would be center because you're not going to take um, Sam he Cosby out. He guard yesterday and played wonderful. If you go look – No, no, I'm, well, that's true. I mean, he could play left guard over Sadiq Charles, but Sadiq Charles is a guy that they've been desperately trying to – Utilize because of good. I I understand. He's horrible. I, I mean, I, I understand. understand. That's Ron's guy, but 
it's, it comes down to can you play football? But he's also that? been in the building like for a couple of years, where Stromberg has not, and they love Charles's athleticism and strength. Now, now is is he great? Uh, Ricky, you know, Ricky's been in the, Ricky been in the SEC his whole career. He's been understand. Against there is, I mean, there is a difference. Then there the is league. a difference, though, between the SEC and the NFL. I mean, I understand what you're saying. I understand that. Yeah. yeah. I now here, here's here's one thing that I would say. Right. Yeah. I mean, Charles Leno has been their best offensive lineman, graded by PFF. I, I would probably say P. Uh, like Cosme's probably been a hair better uh, this year. Leno had a really bad first half in Denver. Outside of that, he's been fine. Now, yesterday, he struggled. They blitzed several times off of that edge, and Kayvon Thibodeau got home uh, with, uh, you, you know, with, with what he got home with. Now, listen, yeah. Charles Leno is going to get beat by Premier. I mean, if he goes against, uh, again, Bosa, if he goes against, um, uh, um, uh, what's his name with the Cleveland Browns, Miles Garrett, which happened last January, he's going to get beat. He's not Trent Williams, and even Trent Williams got beat by um, Miles Garrett last week. You know, I mean, it's going to happen. The problem is, is what they can't allow happen is what happened yesterday, where they seemingly did not make enough adjustments, enough adjustments until halftime and in the third quarter, when clearly there was a difference between five sacks and all sorts of pressure coming up the middle and off the edges from corners on in the first half as opposed to one sack and one intentional grounding in the second half. I mean, that cannot happen. The changes, the adjustments have to be made earlier. They have to be made earlier, and they're not. Last, last question. Can you answer why do Brian Robertson – uh, not get any yards anymore, and now Chris Rodriguez just come in and get like three to four yards. Yeah. I don't understand. Last year, Brian Robinson was he was averaging like three to four yards, but now with this line, it's like he can't get a yard. Well, I, I mean, listen, he did have the four yard touchdown y- yesterday. I, I mean, it's not it's not that bad, but but here here's here's the thing that I think that to your point, Brian Robinson is a guy that. He is not going to blow you away with every single individual carry, and, and, and that's just the reality. That's not He was drafted in the third round, which a lot of people thought was overdrafted, for a reason. He's not that type of guy, but what he is is he's a guy, once he gets the oil running through the engine, once he gets lathered up, he's going to take a four-yard gain and make it into a seven- or eight-yard gain most times. He's going to drag people. He's going to knock people over. He's going to bowl people over. He's going to carry people, but you got to give him the freaking football in order to do so, and the commanders and Eric Bieniemy refuse to run. They are running at a 27% of the time clip. Only Grant and Danny and Warren Sharp think that's a smart idea. Oh, and Eric Bieniemy too. Hour number two, straight ahead. More of your calls. I promise we'll go through them more quickly. I ask you to shorten up your comments. I will stop ranting and raving. Uh, we will get to you. Uh, Jason and Laurel will be first up. Uh, Peter, JYD, Sean, Noel, Jeff, John, we'll get to all of you guys. Hang in there. Be patient on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... 
they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.